Welcome to the Dad Bod Pod. My next guest needs no introduction because it's not a guest. It's your missing co-host, Matt McNichol. Matt, how's it going, man? Well, you know, it's great. I, I actually was just hearing you say my next guest and I felt a little insulted. Um, I'm glad you corrected that. Uh, I'm glad to be known as the co-host. Somehow, despite my absence, um, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. There's there's not a place a lot of places in the world where you could just skip the first third of the season and you know come back and take your job. <laughs> it worked out for Melvin Gordon. He did it. He did it, but has he been doing it well? No, and I would say that's probably where our listeners' expectations are for you. Ooh, <laughs> you know, uh, just, I immediately regret that comment. Um, well, whether I do a good job or not, I'm glad to be back. I'm just going to put it that way. It's, I'm glad to be back. It's it, good to be with you, James. It's good to have you back. I've missed you. Seth has asked about you a lot. I don't know if anybody. Oh, thanks, Seth. I don't know if anybody else has expressed oh, that. Thanks, everybody else. Explicitly, I'm sure they felt it. There feels like a lot more subtext going on in league communication this year. A lot of unex- unexpressed. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. It's you know it's there under the surface, but. You know, communication, written and verbal, hasn't been as robust as previous seasons. So you kind of have to interpret a little bit of, yeah, sure, oh. maybe Stephen hasn't just, had a just, message. Just because there's been less communication doesn't mean that there's been subtext. It's there. It's there. You just got to read between the lines. Okay, well, I need to keep reading. I need to keep reading then. Um... Yeah, it is It is good to be back, and uh, I'd like to call this episode the birthday pod. Birthday pod. Birthday pod. You're listening to uh, two birthday boys. Possibly more. I, I, we can't remember who else in the league actually has a birthday in the next week or two or three, but I have a hunch that there's another one or two. Maybe I'm crazy. Robert just had one. I saw a picture on Instagram of a very delicious-looking cake. That looked fantastic. Um, it did, but, uh, Jamie's going to turn 29 here shortly. Mm -hmm. I'm turning 31 this coming Saturday. Both huge milestones. I'd like to think that we're straddling 30. Together we're straddling 30. Um, big milestone. What else we got going on for this pod, James? You know, your long-awaited return was, was the big item. So I think we can keep this to five minutes and, you know, just wrap it up. (laughs) That's probably about right, because per usual, we have nothing to say. Nothing to say. There is nothing planned and nothing to say. Ill-conceived and underprepared. Um, But we're here. It's lunchtime on a Thursday, and, um, you know, we've snuck away to pod. So um, I I do have a couple questions, though. If we're having the pod, let me just reveal some things that have gone through my mind in the last day or two or three. One is that... I do feel just a little insulted uh, by these tears of fears. So, you know, I, I think that right now, if you're not afraid of me, you're not paying attention. I don't care how bold that sounds. I don't care how arrogant that sounds. I think that if you're not afraid of me right now, you are not paying attention. But that also begs the question, like, what does the tears of fears actually represent? Maybe I look at it differently than other people. Like that, that maybe that's what's happening here. I, I tend to think of it, who do I want to miss the playoffs? 
That's who I'm afraid of. Who, who do I most want to miss the playoffs? Is that not how you look at it? So for our mystery listeners who are not in the league, can you just do a brief description of what is the Tears for Fears poll? What What is that? Okay, so every week... Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll one of you, two of you, three of you. Uh, every week... Thousands. Uh, every week... On Tuesday morning, a poll is sent of who are you most afraid of in the league. So... You know, another weekend of games goes by, and then the poll gets sent out. People vote. <clears throat> um, you can vote on any of the top ten people in the league. Yeah, two people don't even make the poll. Group me only allows for ten answer options. So, you know, the bottom two folks don't even make it. So Jamie, for instance, has not made it in quite some time. I don't remember the last time that Jamie made the poll. If I wasn't the worst team in the league, I think I would get some votes. That's how I feel about it. I... I agree with you. If I was poll eligible, I, I think there are some people especially if that would fear my team. Especially if you're viewing it from the way I just said, this vantage point of, hey, who do I want to miss the playoffs so I don't have to face them? Yeah. Like, like that's what I'm afraid of. Like, I know I'm going to make the playoffs, but who do I not want to see there? So there's 10 people on the poll. You get one vote. There's no ranking of tiers. I guess right. that's kind of a misnomer in the name. Of you just get one vote. Right, that's true. You don't put people in tears. You just get one vote. Who are you afraid of? And then usually, you know, two, three, four, five people at most get the vote. Sometimes it's just two people. Um, I don't know that it's ever been unanimous. Maybe one time last year with Steven. Definitely a possibility. And if there was one extraneous vote, it was probably Steven voting for someone else, obviously. Anyway, what do you think? Am I crazy? I, I don't think you're crazy. Seth and I talked about this a little bit on the last pod of, especially last season, you know, there were probably times that people should have voted for you as well. And I think part of the social dynamic of people knowing that it upset you, that you didn't get votes. <laughs> when did I played, say that this upset me? Well, you're on the pod talking about it right now. No, so well, I mean, for every pod yeah, mention, so it's, much for subtext. It's like at least 10 offline mentions. People know this is something you crave. It's a status symbol that you have long desired. I'm an attention hoe. And I want to win. This year, I think you have the most points for in the league by a healthy margin, almost 100 points. And if you're just looking at raw firepower of which team can go out there and put up big numbers, has been putting up big numbers on a consistent basis, you're, still, you're that team. Still have big regrets about not starting Josh Jacobs. Could have had 210 points, didn't make it happen. That's true. That would have been the first time someone in the league cracked 200, right? 200 club. I'm, gun- I'm gunning for it. And in fact, I'm gunning for it this weekend. I think that this weekend could be the weekend. We've talked about this. Will Fuller going down, I think, seriously dampens your chances of that happening. Because Will Fuller is one of those guys that could explode any week for 40, 50 points. And in the case that he does that, you know that Deshaun Watson has probably also gone for 40 or 50 points. So that's, you know, that's half the battle right there. And then if three or four guys have solid weeks, not even otherworldly weeks, you're right at that precipice. So losing half of that dynamic duo, I think makes 200 a lot less likely for you. Not that the players in your lineup don't have the ability to go do that, but all of them hitting on the same week, I think is way less likely 
with Will Fuller out of the equation. I can't argue that losing Will Fuller definitely dampens my boom bust. You know, like the highlight reel is not going to be as high. But I don't know if you noticed, but I did pick up uh, this guy named Kenny Stills. Kenny uh, Stills is a great, great player. Sweet Kenny, sweet Kenny had 100 yards uh, in the game this past weekend after Will Fuller went down. And I decided, you know what? He's worth, what did I pay? 30, yeah. $32? I don't even know. We'll call <laughs> it 32 And I think it was 32 because I had 87 total, and I just thought, you know what? I have to pick up these two players, and I'm going to... I'm just going to throw everything out. Just going to spend all of it. And I guess no one else cared about Kenny Stills and his 100 yards. Or his cushy schedule. At least for this coming week. Um, I still, anyway, I, I still think that there's a chance. I think 200 could be had this weekend. There's a possibility. I like Kenny Stills. He's a great real-life football player. He has serviceable fantasy weeks. He's no... He's no Will Fuller. He's not going to go out there and torch defenses for 250 yards and three TPs in one week. It's not going to happen. We'll see. And I think Kenny did get a few other bids. Didn't he? I think it was... No, I don't think he got any bids. I thought he got a couple. I thought it was Sanu that you were the only one that somebody bid on. Also, that is shocking. Okay. We we live in a world of imperfect information. You know, you... You gotta make quick decisions. You can't spend all your time just doodling over fantasy football. I, I can't just research the depth of this thing, you know. So I see that Mohamed Sanu, great football player, is being traded to the Pats for a second-round pick. I see that Josh Gordon is likely going to IR, and I just think to myself, this is a big deal. Sanu could become the man in New England. I think that's legitimate. I still think that's legitimate. I'm definitely doubting whether he is $55 worth legitimate. Might have been a mistake. Might have been a huge mistake. I think if you appeal to Travis, you might be able to get half your money back. I really doubt that. There's precedent. There's not precedent. Tell him you meant to bid $5. And I, know must have exactly, I know exactly what the budget is. I know exactly what the Just budget is. Just tell him you meant to bid 5 You accidentally <laughs> hit the Travis, budget Travis, if you're listening, I meant to bid $1. No, five dollars is believable. Five dollars, seven dollars. Sticky button, you hit it. Shoot, twice. I meant to bid twenty-five dollars. Just give me thirty back. That's all I need. Just a measly thirty dollars, Dad. Please. Also, if that running back that you picked up ends up being spectacular, I'm gonna really regret my choice. Ty Johnson, I bid forty-two dollars. Other people did bid on him, not forty-two dollars. I won the bidding by twenty. The next highest bid was Travis coming in at twenty-two, but I believe you bid on him. Somewhere in the teen he range. He was like a backup plan for me. Yeah, if you didn't get Muhammad Sanu for 55. Right, right. You're hoping to get Todd yeah, Johnson totally. for 19. Totally, exactly. Uh, Robert. Robert was in there. See, I'm surprised. Robert, why did Robert not bid on Sanu? Zach threw some cash out there. Caleb was in there at a very small amount. He was like, I don't really need or want this guy, but I'll throw out a token bid. So there was, there was a lot of activity on him. I mean... I went big. And... Part of that was this week, Ezekiel Elliott is on bye. So, you know, there's a high chance that Ty Johnson comes in and goes directly into my starting lineup. Chase Edmonds, backup running back for the Arizona Cardinals, just scored three touchdowns on the Giants last week. 
That is a run defense that has given up hella points this year. And, you know, it may only be a one-week thing, but Jerrion Johnson went to the IR. He's going to be there for a while. They have the Giants this week. I was like, this could be this could be a matchup-winning play if if things break right. So, You are my roommate. You are my co-host. Blah, 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 blah. I don't blah, like, blah, blah. You know. Sure. Some people could say I'm, you know, I'm biased. Okay. But when it comes to fantasy football, I mean, it's just a game, and I feel ruthless about it. I want to win. But I will admit that I actually think that Jamie's going to make the playoffs. And I think that he's going to enter this Tears for Fears rankings at some point in the season. I, and I have a feeling that Chase Edmonds will be a part of that surge. I, I have a small level of hope. There's cause for optimism, but it took seven weeks for my team to kind of kind of hit its stride for everybody to come back from injury. I put up the most points in the league last week. So at this point, a strong roster is there, but as we mentioned, I'm sitting, sitting in the basement right now. It's a deep hole to climb out of and we'll see if, if there's enough time to make that run, but it's just been a painful year so far. I, I, you know what? <clears throat> I'm sorry, James. Obviously, we're a bit of a house divided here. Roommates, co-hosts, different ends of the spectrum. Very different ends of the emotional roller coaster. Um, You're riding pretty high right now. Nobody fears you. So there's three people there's feared that. me. Three people feared me. Yeah, tell me, tell me about the poll results because I haven't paid attention because I haven't been eligible. I've got other things that I'm trying to focus on. But wow, other things. Who, who uh, else? Who else is getting votes? Well, let me look real quick. Um, Just off the top of my head, I'd, I'd assume I'm pretty sure it's Caleb. Caleb got maybe five or six votes. Caleb and Cody. Uh, I voted for Caleb. Or sorry, I voted for Cody. Um, Cody got one vote. Trey got one vote. Caleb got five votes. I got three. Okay. I really don't understand the Caleb votes. Sorry, Caleb. I think Caleb has been on the record as saying he's afraid of his team. Do you think it's that? He's afraid of how hard they're going to fall in the second half of the season. And he should be. And I don't know why other people don't see that. Reputation. The New, Ling- the New England D is not going to propel him forever. They're going to score 40 points this week. And then they're going to go downhill. You would think it would happen at some point, but it hasn't. I saw a tweet today that, theoretically, if the Patriots' offense didn't take the field, and clearly if they were never on the field and they were just playing defense the whole time, the other teams would probably score more points. But based off of the way that the games have gone so far, if you just took what the defense has done and the final scores and you took out the offensive production in those games... Sure. The Patriots would be 3-3-1. Three, three, and one. That's completely unreal. That is how good their defense has been. They're outscoring mm-hmm. their opponents in, in three of the games that they've played so far. And the other one, you know, they would have tied. Uh, they me... didn't score any points. Is that doing your job as a defense? I don't know. But they held the other team to zero, and that seems pretty good. Well, I'll say something... Uh that comes to mind about that is that Tom Brady Tom Brady's just not that good so they need that hella good defense that's my opinion 
Here to here. He's been he's been good fantasy wise. He's up there. I think there are nine quarterbacks and two running backs that have outscored the Patriots defense so far, and that's it. They're outscoring every wide receiver in the league. They're outscoring most of the running backs, all the tight ends, and a handful of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's been it's been insane. I looked it up a second ago. They have more than double any other defense. Which is nuts. That is nuts. Wow. And I feel like you've reaped some of those rewards too with Christian McCaffrey this year of clearly the number one well outpacing number two running back in the league. So it's not just that you have one of the top guys. His his production has been well above it's true. anybody McCaffrey, else at the position. Christian McCaffrey has kind of driven my fancy football team. Um, other guys have had a lot of up and down. M- McCaffrey's been awesome. Sean Watson, good weeks, bad weeks. I mean, Deshaun Watson has been mostly good, but... Uh, Todd Gurley, good weeks, bad weeks. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, good weeks, bad weeks. Good weeks, I don't start them. It helps when you have a guy who's averaging 30 mm-hmm. points, you know, and helps you ride out some of those bad weeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see. So that's been the fantasy season so far. You've been missing from the pod. I kind of want to take us back to the first pod last year. We had our commissioner, Travis Bakel on here. We talked a little bit about how we saw the pod functioning in the league dynamic last year of we think this could be, you know, a way to kind of stoke some community, uh, increase engagement, get to know some of the people that we don't know that well. And this year on the pod so far, we haven't heard from you or the commissioner. So I guess one, what was it like to watch, or should I say, listen to the pod from the sidelines for the first few weeks? Do you see the pod serving a different function this year? And I know Travis is the next person that I want to get on this podcast, so hopefully we can get him soon. But, you know, would you want to talk to the commissioner and get some of his thoughts on this this show about where he sees things in the league currently, how this this experiment is going? This experiment? You asked a lot of questions in there. Uh, one thought is that well, the first one, what was it like to watch? This this thing that you've created and continue on flawlessly without you. How many episodes have there been? Four episodes? Four episodes. Three regular, one for the Patreons. I will admit that I've only listened to two so far. I need to catch up. That feels embarrassing to say. So, I don't know what I'm going to find in those two episodes. I've only heard good things. I do think it's been really fun to hear from different people in the league. But I'll admit that, you know, what all you just said just, you know, strikes of purpose. And call me the cynical part of our kingdom, but... I do, regularly. Uh, Other people can... Confirm that statement. You know, purpose. Has, I don't know that purpose has ever necessarily crossed my mind in this podcast. It's been mostly, is this fun? Is it fun to listen to? Do I like interviewing people? 
Is it fun to get to know people? If the answers to all those questions keep being yes, then we'll shoot, let's do this. Uh, call me a nihilist. I'm just, you know, if it's, if it's fun in the moment, great. I don't actually know what nihilism is, but Travis can come on the show and expand on it all we need. Yeah, that's not nihilism. <clears throat> You're good. We don't, uh, we don't have to get bogged down by philosophy right now. So, I don't know. I feel good about the pod. Uh, I think it's serving a good purpose. I don't know that it's a great community driver, but it's definitely done some good towards that end. Especially have, last year. Have you missed it, or have you been riddled with jealousy that that you haven't been able to be a part of it yet? Uh, I think that there's been some moments where I felt some jealousy because I felt like I wasn't even, um, you know, I feel like I was out in the cold. Like, I didn't even know that communication was happening, that there was a pod coming up, that, like, you were trying to get guests... Uh, yeah, all of them I, I kind of positioned as like, hey, this is happening with or without you at this time. If you I want in, you're in. It was like I was unneeded. Your reality is I was busy, I was out of town, blah, blah, blah. Excuses, excuses. I tried to rope you into this most recent episode, and then, you know. It's hard our, to do. That, that third person into the schedule, you know, we ended up not having a pod for two weeks. So I'm like, ugh. Dead weight already is, coming is, back. It's harder to schedule three people than two. It's true. Um, I will say the second the theme song came on when I listened to the first pod this season. You got goosebumps. It just felt so good. I was rolling at 80 miles an hour down 66 up near D.C. And I just thought, what a life. What a great little road trip. This is good. It was, you know, it was fun to hear Caleb's voice. It was fun to hear the theme song. It was hilarious to get some snapshots of football and life in Sweden and loved it. I think as I think about the pod, the details of the football are less much less interesting to me than you know getting to know all the all the you know all the folks in the league a little bit. I think that's just been super fun. So I'm all about that. Um as far as the football goes, I think Caleb's Corner is definitely my favorite segment. Just always so interesting. Yeah, just so interesting. I think Caleb does an amazing job with that. And I've been chatting with Caleb. We have a we have a couple segment ideas coming up in the near future that I think people will enjoy. So there's more in the we more in the works there. Excited to have another corner segment soon. And speaking of, I, I do have to give a quick shout out to Caleb. Thank you for making Caleb's Corner a huge segment. Great part of the pod. You're, you're an amazing member of the team. And with that, I think I also have to give a shout-out to Zach. Zach Robbins, our faithful editor. Mm-hmm. Cannot believe. How, yeah, just he's committed. He's reliable. He gets it done. We wouldn't have the podcast without him. He's like, the, that's, he's that the is MVP a, of the team. That is a reality. I'm happy to sit here and chit-chat, but I don't know how to edit. Are you? This is the first episode you've been on, so just making sure that you're still... Still happy to sit here and chit chat. I am happy to be here. He's so happy to be here. So, anyway, that's a roundabout way of answering your pod. Did I answer your question really well? Yeah, that was thorough. Okay, great. Very thorough. Okay. What other questions you got for me? The second one was talking, just recalling the first episode last year. Having Travis come on the pod, the commissioner, kind of set the tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, maybe it could be this thing. You know, there were some Pat Mahomes MVP predictions. 
I think you, you know what I just you predicted that episode. Nick we, Chubb. Every prediction made was spot on. It was on the money. Like Pat Mahomes MVP. Yes. And then Nick Chubb, huge breakout star. Yes. Correct. And then during the Thanksgiving pod, we also predicted the UVA men's basketball championship. So oh, I forgot about that. It was a great year for predictions on the pod. Impressive work all around. I will say that that episode, that first podcast with Travis, was purely a. I just thought this will be a fun thing, Jamie. We got to do this thing. Let's, just let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Let's interview him. Talk to him. This will get everybody hyped for the it. season. It'll be a one-off thing. It'll be great. Didn't even know what it would be. At the Obviously, time. that one-off thing became this. Uh, I mean. Expectation. There was an expectation behind it. it. I don't even know what to call that whole... I feel like we started a... What did we start? A movement. Movement. A debacle. Something that half the wives of Charlottesville complained about. I don't even know what to think. It was wild. And that actually leads me to another question. Was the downfall of the league last year our fault? You know, I think we can take a lot of credit for the build to that point, but was the downfall also on us? And we can leave that there. We don't have to actually answer it. It's just thinking out loud here, asking questions. I will take 30% responsibility. Okay. I'll take 15. 15 feels like a good number. Right. So collectively, we're owning 45%. I'll take 20. Let's make half of it. Half. Half, half of it. Perfect. Is on our house. Perfect. <clears throat> you know, you can only push things so far. I can push things pretty far. Uh, it's contextual. I often don't. That's typically not the role that I'm playing in a group. But here... Jamie, when you I like feel, something, you can go pretty far down that road. I can. That's true. Yeah. I'd agree with that. What's an, what was that other part of the question? I feel like we're missing something here. I feel like the, the commissioner has been a little bit silent this year. That might be in part because we banished Dude, the, him. The we banished him to Siberia. Minnesota. We banished him to Siberia. <clears throat> and maybe there's some hard feelings about that. I don't know. He's just freezing. But, uh... Yeah, just I feel like he's been quiet. What's going on? What is, what does he think? What are his thoughts? You're curious about what Travis thinks about the league. I'm curious what Travis thinks about everything. I like hearing Travis talk. It's just it's fun for me. Travis, you have many thoughtful opinions. <clears throat> Don't let that get to your head, but it's absolutely true. He's not been on the pod. That's what I'm saying. He's due. He's due. Travis, you're due. We got to get him on here. You're due. Also, just to be clear, anyone, everyone is always welcome to reach out, schedule a date, we'll get you on the pod. Love to have you. We're working on getting an assistant to help us schedule calls, but we'll, we'll find you. We have this great web app that, <laughs> that we can handle the remote interviews. We've, uh, we've still got the mic in-house. If you come here, you know, we'll have a beverage for you and the mic, and you can come here and hang out for a little bit, or we'll come to you. Whether that's in a hospital or a law lecture hall. The pod you know, travels. The pod travels. 
we did just as many away games as we did home games last year. So we can make it happen. So I think that covers most of my, my pod thoughts. I think there might have been one more question in there. I'd have to go back and listen to be sure. I think we're good. But uh, who's who's the one interview that you want to get this year? That if you're only on one episode the rest of the season, who who do you want to oh be on gosh. the other side of that microphone? Jamie, I'm just trying to keep up with life. I mean, uh, I have no idea. I haven't thought far, that far ahead. I don't know what I'm doing next Tuesday. I'm just asking. Um, one interview. Think? You only get one. one. Interview. Who do you want? Uh, you know, I, it's hard not to say Travis right now. But I'd also really, I kind of want to interview Trey. I've never seen someone so giddy to record a pod. That was fun. I'm going to do that again. Trey, if you're out there, if you're listening, come back to us. I loved... Trey was definitely the most aggressive listener of the pod last year. Of If we weren't hitting you know, that weekly release point, Trey wasn't afraid to get in your face. Where is the effing pod? Yeah. Where is How many it? times have I heard that before? At least three, oh, possibly, possibly more. I think like seven times. You probably heard it more than I did. Yeah. But texts. Where is the effing pod? And I think some laundry machines would make like great background noise. I think that would add a nice sound texture to the pod that I actually think you're right. Our listeners would enjoy. <clears throat> okay. So just a few more things before we wrap this up here. First one, December 15th, Arizona Cardinals, the Cleveland Browns. Are you going to be in Arizona for that game? <laughs> You're asking me. I'm asking you. You're asking me. We're trying to get half the league there. Seth, I apologize. Wow. Wow. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to be one of the easier people to talk into it. Uh, this makes my job a little bit harder, but I'm up, up for the challenge. Second I- one, who, uh, who you matched up against this week? Zach Robbins, Chattanooga boy. Chatty. He has zero chance. Zero chance. Snowball's chance. What are the what are the projections looking like right now? Mm, I have no kicker. It's currently 120 to 102. Yeah, I mean, in reality, is all my players have huge upsides, so 200 club is coming my way. Who's uh who's the player on his team you're most scared of? Mm. Cooper's on by. So that's that's who beat me when I matched up against Zach. I really don't think there's anyone on his team I'm I'm scared of. Not scared of anyone. No. Very interesting. Yeah. I've maybe, got maybe Pittsburgh D against Miami. I've got Cody this week, and I'm in a similar position, uh, in that I don't currently have a kicker on my roster. So take that into account with these projections. He's at 107. I'm at 104. Nick Chubb is currently on his bench. He'll probably slide into the starting lineup, which bumps his projection by five points or so. Zero offense to Caleb. Sorry, to Cody. I kind of hope you beat him. Me too. If I beat him, I could become Cheers for Fears, hole eligible, move up maybe as high as eight or nine. I don't know, depending on how how things break this week. I could make a little bit of a move. Luckily, there's a lot of congestion in the middle of... There's not a lot of people that are killing it this year. There's there's a lot of people in like that 
three to five win range that, you know, over the next couple of weeks, if I get on a run, I can make some moves. I think my most interesting thing is Julian Edelman has been my number one receiver all year, my highest drafted receiver. And this year, the experts have him ranked as my fourth best wide receiver. They have him below DJ Shark, Cortland Sutton, and John Brown, because he's going against the Eagles, whose secondary has been awful Collapsed. this year. Collapsed. We've got John Brown with his 4-3 speed running against some cornerbacks that measured at the 4-6 range. So, boomer bust potential, but I've got to figure so out what I'm doing at the wide receiver which position. Which of those wide receivers are you not going to start? Right now, John Brown is on my bench, but do I listen to the experts and pull Edelman out? I think you listen to your heart, Jay. Roll with that. My heart has not done me well this year. I've left a player on my bench who has scored two touchdowns or more in each of the past four weeks. So my heart has not... Yeah, your heart is cold. I get it. Not done well. Um, well, regardless, but... I feel like I have a slight edge against Cody this week, looking at the projections. Once I figure out this wide wide receiver thing, could be a good week. So hoping the run that started in my matchup last week, hope that starts to run. It can happen. Cody's got a good team. That's why I want you to beat him. True. Oh. Very true. Yeah, take him down a notch. I also want Seth to beat Caleb. Yeah, we got five and two. Trey, what you lose to? Seven and eight. One against nine. I need you to beat Zach, so that would help me. Robert being beating Travis, that would help me. Trey beating Sean would help me. Hmm. Random question, closing the pot. Okay, last one. If you were forced at gunpoint... Trade full teams swap. Sure. Who do you choose and why? Uh, I think it would be your team. I'll take it. And I'll take it. You know, Christian McCaffrey. It's hard to bet against him right now. Sean Watson is pretty good. I think George Kittle bounces back in the second half. But you know, maybe I take Caleb's team just for that Patriots defense. <laughs> on that, on that ridiculous note. <laughs> Makes zero sense. Thanks for listening. You remember how we to have you. Do you remember how we close things out here? Fall on a well. Go fall on a well. <laughs> <laughs>